Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So, last time we left off, Jesus just came back from the dead. He's resurrected. It's Sunday. At this point, the disciples uh, get together. They're gathered together behind a locked door. Uh, Thomas is not with them, but the, the other ten at this point are. Remember, we started out with twelve. Uh, Judas, after he betrayed Jesus, uh he's not with them anymore and thomas isn't there he's out doing something else the other 10 are gathered together they're behind a locked door and jesus just appears there with them just right through didn't matter that the door was closed and locked he just shows up there with them and he talks to them he shows them his hands he shows them his feet you know where he'd been hung on the cross and nails they left holes in his hands and that and he he criticizes the their doubts they doubted his resurrection he criticizes them for that but uh he, he talks to them eats with them they give him i think some fish to eat he eats he's he's a person he's showing them he's not just a ghost he's an actual person he's still jesus he's back from the dead so he hangs out with them for a little while, and then he leaves. Uh, the disciples, of course, are excited. They tell Thomas all about it. Thomas wasn't there, though. He doubts. He gets a bad rap for this. He's known as Doubting Thomas. And he's known as Doubting Thomas because he doubts. But he's got the same doubts the other disciples had. You see, they didn't really believe, weren't sure, until they saw Jesus. They saw him in person right there. They could touch him. They could talk to him. All of that good stuff. Thomas didn't get that, so he still got those same doubts that they had before. So I don't think it's really a deserved nickname, but he's called Doubting Thomas, and this is why. So it's about eight days later. The disciples are hanging out again. Doors are locked again. This time Thomas is there, so the eleven are there. Uh, Jesus again appears. Even though the doors are locked, he just shows up there in with them. He talks to them. He tells Thomas, hey, you know, come here touch my hands, touch my side, where, you know, he was stabbed with his spear, because that was what Thomas had said when the disciples told him, was, you know, unless I can touch his hands where he was nailed to the cross, unless I can put my, my hand in the hole in his side, I'm not going to believe that really it's Jesus that is back from the dead. And Jesus says, hey, Thomas, you know, come here, touch my hands, put your hand in this hole in my side, do what you got to do. It's really me. And Thomas, of course, believes. And Jesus says to him, you know, you believe because you saw, and this goes for the other disciples as well, you believe because of what you saw. But blessed are those who believe without seeing, because, you know, today we're not seeing Jesus standing there saying, hey, touch the hole in my hand, or, you know, touch the hole in my side, or whatever. We have to believe without seeing that. And he's saying, blessed are the people who believe without having to see what you're seeing. Well, after that, Peter goes back to fishing. See, Peter had been a fisherman, and I'm going to read into this a little bit. Things didn't go quite the way Peter expected here. So Peter goes back to fishing. He says, I'm going to go fishing. And some of the disciples go with him, including James and John, who were also fishermen before they became disciples. So they go out, they go fishing, out in the boat, spend all night fishing, don't catch anything. Nothing. These are fishermen. If there's a way to catch fish, they know it. And they don't catch anything. 
So morning comes, Jesus is standing on the shore. The disciples don't recognize him, but it's Jesus standing on the shore. And he yells out, hey, you didn't catch any fish, did you? Nope. No, he didn't. Well, cast the net out of the other side of the boat. You'll catch something. Now, this is one of those things. These are professional fishermen, at least some of them. You know, Peter was a fisherman. James and John, they were fishermen. These guys had been professional fishermen. That's how they earned a living. That's how they did business. What That's what they did for a living before Jesus called them to be disciples. They know how to fish. They know how to catch fish. If there's a way to catch fish, these guys know it. And they probably tried it because they were out all night. And they didn't catch anything. They didn't catch a single fish. So they're probably scratching their heads like, hey, you got to be kidding. What's this guy now? Whatever. So they take the net, they cast it out the other side of the boat. Sure enough, they catch so many fish in the net, they can't even haul the net into the boat. It is so full of fish. Well, John figures it out. John recognizes Jesus. He tells Peter, hey, Pete, that's Jesus. Of course, Pete jumps into the, the water and swims to shore, leaving the rest of the disciples to bring the boat and the fish and everything else in. The rest of the people that were with him. It's not all the disciples, but the people that are there, the rest of them have to bring the boat in and have to bring the the fish in and all of that get to the shore jesus already has a fire going he's already got fish on the fire cooking but he tells him you know bring some of the fish you've caught he wants their contribution too he didn't need them jesus didn't need somebody else to give him fish he already had fish just because god doesn't need us doesn't mean that he doesn't want us to serve him so he's got this fire going he's got the fish cooking already he tells the disciples hey come on up have breakfast and they sit down and eat together. And then Peter gets a chance to make up for, uh, in his mind, a little bit of the, the denial. You might remember from last time, Peter had denied even knowing Jesus. Peter denied Jesus three times, which is what Jesus said was going to happen when Jesus got arrested. So Jesus brings Peter aside. Peter, do you love me? And this, this term for love that Jesus uses, we got a term for love, and it's just love. They had a couple terms. This one is a really deep, unconditional love. This is the whole, I love you so much, there's one scoop of ice cream left and that's it. I'm going to let you have that scoop of ice cream, okay? Even though I really want it, I know you like it, I'm going to give you the last scoop of ice cream because I love you so much, okay? So Peter, do you love me with that last scoop of ice cream love? And Pete's like, yeah, yeah, I love you. And Jesus goes, feed my sheep. There's no sheep there. It's a metaphor. But anyway, Jesus asked Peter again, Do you love me? It's the same last scoop of ice cream love. Peter, do you love me? Pete says, Yeah, you know I do. Jesus goes, Take care of my sheep. And again, there's no sheep. Sheep are a metaphor. Okay? And then Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? And it's a different word this time. This is not the... I'll give you the last scoop of ice cream love. This is a brotherly love. This is a, a close friend love. This is a, I'll split the last scoop of ice cream with you. There's only one scoop left. I'll split it with you instead of taking it all myself kind of love. Well, Peter's not real happy. Peter's like, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus is like, take care of my sheep. There's still no sheep. It's still a metaphor. Just take care of my sheep. Anyway, so then all the disciples are together. And Jesus tells him, it's called the Great Commission. Uh, it, it goes even for us today. But he tells them the plan, the mission. He, he's given them their orders going forward. He says, you're going to go into the whole world. And you're going to preach the gospel to everybody. But he says, you got to wait. 
You're going to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit's given to you. Now, this was just for them. Then you're going to go on this mission. And then Jesus goes out with them as he's talking to them. You know, he gets done talking and, and he ascends. He's lifted up into heaven. And the disciples are sort of standing there staring into the sky. And these two guys show up in white clothing. And they ask him, hey, why are you guys staring up into the sky? Don't you know Jesus is going to come back the same way? You're not going to miss him. He'd come back the same way. And at this point, we're into the early part of the book of Acts. So if you want to read ahead, you can start in Acts. And it'll tell the story of the early church. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.